Hi there, I'm Gavin Crawford. I'm a writer, an actor, and a comedian. And for the last eight or nine years, I have been navigating life with my mother's increasing dementia. Has it been sad? Yeah. Has it been funny? Also, yeah. That's what my brand new podcast series, Let's Not Be Kidding, is about. It's the true story of my life as a comedian, my mom, and dementia. Let's Not Be Kidding, with me, Gavin Crawford. A new seven-part series from CBC Podcasts, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. Justin Trudeau will host the Ukrainian president in Canada this week. We have reached a tentative agreement with Ford Motor Company. This is a very, very serious matter. We're not serious. I did everything right and they indicted me. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. Oh, you're here. Hello, everybody. I am Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's funniest news quiz. This week, federal cabinet ministers met with grocery store CEOs to discuss skyrocketing grocery prices. While the CEOs didn't make any promises to lower prices, the ministers did each walk away with 500 optimum points. (laughs) It's a start. Over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel. She is anxiously waiting for her invite to Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner's next girls' night out. Please welcome Alice Moran. What a win for feminism. In the middle chair, they were so sure they were going to succeed Rupert Murdoch as head of Fox News. Disappointment runs for a Jonas Charlie. I got successioned. I did. It happens to the best of them. Our next panelist never trusted Russell Brand, but mostly because of that hair. It's Jennifer Whalen. It's true, Gavin. He took me to the Greek once, and I can never forgive him. (laughs) I don't know what that means, and now I'm kind of grossed out by myself. (laughs) All right, panel. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Then let's begin. Here we go. Yeah! This is something we call Three Cheers for News. Panel this week, an historic moment took place right here at the CBC Broadcast Center in Toronto. Something that had people cheering loudly and proudly. Have a listen to this trio of cheers and see if you can figure out the news story. Yes, come on! <laughs> Gotta love it! Jocelyn LaRock. <laughs> Taylor Heisey. For the point, what was the story that had Canadians cheering this week? Oh, they were just naming new horses on Heartland. <laughs> <laughs> Season 17, Heartland Horse Lineup. (laughs) That is a good guess. Jonas? Were they naming the people replacing Galen Weston? (laughs) Stepping down, finally? Also a good guess. No, Jen? I think it was that Pearson Airport was named the number two worst airport in North America, and those two ladies were the only people who actually got their luggage. Plausible guess. Does anyone know the correct answer? It was the draft for the PWHL. You are correct for the point, Alice Moran. Uh, 
There's a new hockey league in North America. On Monday, it held its first draft. The headline from the Globe and Mail is PWHL draft sees a new era dawn in women's hockey. Panel, what does PWHL stand for? Pretty Woman Hockey League. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't get to name it. That was, the, that was the downside of it. If that's true, I hope we get to see Julia Roberts on ice. <laughs> uh, Jen, PWHL. Uh, powerful Women Hockey Legends. Ooh, that would be nice. Alice? The Professional Women's Hockey League. The Professional Women's Hockey League is correct. But... Professional Women's Hockey League makes it sound like working girl or something. Like, it's like they've got, they also have to have a nine to five and be in a power suit and then go play hockey. I can't wait for the CBC to have a show that's like, she's a powerful attorney by day and an amazing goalie by night. (laughs) It's called Objection, She Saves. (laughs) I think you just pitched yourself a show. It is the Professional Women's Hockey League. On TSN, Brian Burke called Monday the biggest day in the history of women's hockey. 90 of the best hockey players in the world were drafted by the six teams. There are three Canadian teams and three American teams. The American teams are in Boston, New York, and Minnesota. Where are the Canadian teams based? Toronto. Vancouver? No. Oh. Labrador. No. That's all I got. That's it for me. <laughs> Montreal. Also Montreal. Toronto, Montreal, and... I actually don't remember because I think it was weird. Ottawa. Oh, oh. That's very weird. Okay. Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto. The first Canadian chosen in the draft was veteran blue liner Jocelyn LaRock. She'll be playing for Toronto, and she is a tough competitor. Can you guess how the TV commentator described Jocelyn LaRock? She lives up to her name. Called The Rock is The Rock. Ajanis? Um, watch out for Joss. You might get tossed. <laughs> I don't know how sports guys sound. I don't. <laughs> you're alarmingly close. Uh, really? Here is the commentator. Listen, if you're a forward on the opposing team and you want to stand in front of the net with Jocelyn LaRock, you better have some ice packs ready for after the game because she is not letting you stand there rent-free. <laughs> The draft also featured a very special guest. One of the greatest and most influential athletes of all time was on hand. Name that athlete. Oh, no, her name just left my brain. Oh, she's a tennis lady. Serena Williams. No, a different, an older tennis lady. It's Billie Jean King. Jen Whalen for the points. Steal it. I stole it. Billie Jean King, tennis great and one of the people credited with creating the league. As the players were drafted, they were each given a hockey stick, which was different because when most professional athletes get drafted, they get a team jersey. Why did the Women's League choose sticks over jerseys? I think this is a great example of girl math, right? They get the sticks. Sticks are really expensive. I'll take the stick, save my money, buy myself something nice. (laughs) Think about it, yeah. Interesting theory. Incorrect. A Jones. I just thought they came to the sensible conclusion that having your name on your clothes is kind of tacky. <laughs> like, it's kind of... Like, we know who you are. The reason they went with sticks instead of jersey is simply because the teams do not have names yet. Oh. So they couldn't oh. put the names on the jerseys because they don't have team names. So uh, let's try to help them out. <laughs> Any suggestions for the Canadian women's hockey team names? You could choose Toronto, Ottawa, or Montreal. Okay, what if Toronto was the leaves and it's just spelt correctly? 
I would love that. Maple leaves. The Ottawa Senatresses. <laughs> Senatrixes. Senatrix. I like Senatrix. The league has already announced its first corporate sponsor. What company has thrown its weight behind the Professional Women's Hockey League? Oh, I hope it's not something like Tampax, because then we're going to get made fun of. You're in luck. It is not. Thank God. Although you could make a lot of, like, stop pucks the way we stop leakage. Now you're making it seem like a good idea. (laughs) Jen? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm with Alice. I don't want it to be. I feel like it's going to be something traditionally female. Like, I feel like it'll be, like, hair color or, like, mascara. Like, won't run even when you're in the, I don't know. I don't know a hockey metaphor. <laughs> Last till the third period. Well, and then we're right back. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I was talking I about I hockey. I can't believe I didn't get that when I was reaching for a Tampax joke. I know. I was like, it was right there. Ajanis, <laughs> uh, what do you think? Who's the sponsor? This is kind of more so of a fantasy of mine. I really hope that RuPaul's Drag Race sponsors <laughs> the game, and then they could have the tagline, good luck and don't puck it up. <laughs> Amazing. So that's more that's fun for me. It's more for me. Okay. I mean, still, would watch. It is actually, dun Canadian Tire. Oh, that's nice. Canadian Tire, first big sponsor of the PWHL. The PWHL's inaugural season will begin in January, and each team will play 24 games. But the big question surrounding this new league is, of course, money. CBC News asked the all-important question, are the women being paid the same as the NHL men? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Not a chance. Wow, you're very close to the right answer. Not even close, (laughs) is what they wrote in the article. PWHL players will earn a minimum of $35,000 in the first season. The top players will make $80,000 U.S. By comparison, can you guess what is the minimum for an NHL player? It's it's like a million dollars, I believe. It is $750,000 U.S. US. So like a million million dollars. You're correct for the point. Alice Moran. Yes. There have been leagues like this before, but they have failed. Do you think this one may succeed? I think it's very important for everyone to remember that the NHL failed several times when it started. One time the league folded because all of the other owners wanted to fold so they could get out of having to play with Toronto. They hated them so much. (laughs) So uh, I really hope that this is the time that it takes. And I think... Everyone who loves hockey can agree. Wouldn't it be cool if you could see a hockey game and it didn't cost $400? Also, and I say this as someone from Edmonton, I think the greatest rivalry in hockey has historically been Team Canada versus U.S. in women's hockey. And what makes it better than any other hockey rivalry is afterwards, some of the players fall in love. (laughs) And that doesn't happen in the NHL unless you read my fan fiction. (laughs) What do you think, Jonas? Are you going to are you going to watch the PWHL? Well, that kind of is contingent on a few questions like, is it gender inclusive? Other black women playing in the hockey league? I want to see intersectional hockey if we're going this route instead of a PWHL, a particularly white hockey league. And that's the T on that. (laughs) And I will be the difference. I'm going to be the first black non-binary hockey player. (laughs) Yes. Coming to rinks near you December 2023. 
I should probably learn what a hockey stick is first. <laughs> Because news with Gavin Crawford. Gavin Crawford. This week on the panel, we've got Jennifer Whalen, Jonas Charlie, and Alice Moran. If you are listening and you would like to see a live taping of Because News, we are sold out through October. But do haunt the Because News website because November and December tickets are dropping soon. Panel, it is time for a Because News fake ad brought to you by The Real News. Have a listen to this phony promo for a genuine event and prepare to be quizzed. Get ready for Germany's favorite time of year. No, not Rocktoberfest, not Choctoberfest, not even Oktoberfest. That's yeah, we're going for broke and bringing you Woketoberfest. That's right, this isn't your Opus Barbarian Cultural Festival. Some things are bigger, some things are smaller, but you're still guaranteed more beers than you can possibly imbibe. This time with ethics. So stop hacking holes in them Hinton House, Hans. And get your butt down to woke Toberfest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, panel, there's your fake ad. Why is this year's Oktoberfest being called a woke Toberfest by some traditionalists? Instead of beer, they switched to free trade kombucha. <laughs> It's really good. It's locally grown, like, small batch organic kombucha. (laughs) Worst Oktoberfest ever. (laughs) Uh, Jen, Mm. what is woke about Woketoberfest? Do they have um, gender-neutral vomitoriums? (laughs) Go on in. Anyone can puke. (laughs) The headline from the New York Post reads, Pricey organic chickens at Oktoberfest divides beer-drinking revelers. Oh, wow. I thought it would be the sausages, honestly. You would think, but according to the Wall Street Journal, roast chicken is the most popular food served during the festival. And one of the big main tents has gone with all organic chickens this year. It is causing a ruckus. (laughs) The city says the change helps Munich towards its goal of being climate neutral by 2035. But some people are unhappy about this change. What three things are different about the organic hens? So they're smaller, probably, if they're not being, like, factory farmed? They are actually bigger. Whoa! Whoa. Organic hens are bigger. Okay. They are bigger, tastier, and one more thing. Juicier. They have crispier skin. They have another wing. They are (laughs) (laughs) They are bigger, tastier, and... Twice as expensive. Oh, oh yes. okay. okay. An organic half-hen dinner will run you about $30. You could do worse at Swiss Chalet. Like, that's not, that's not terrible. It's How okay. much chalet sauce are you getting? <laughs> I'm getting all the chalet sauce, though. That's, that might be the problem. Organic chicken, of course, wasn't the only controversy surrounding this year's Oktoberfest. This week, the 72-year-old Prince of Bavaria spoke out against something he believes is degrading the culture of Oktoberfest. Oh, no. What is degrading Bavaria's culture? Uh, this is kind of rude, but I feel like their culture is beer, Catholicism, and lederhosen. Like, what's there to degrade, really? Like, it's, I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry. Something is degrading the culture, Alice. Mm, Bav- 
Bavaria, I believe, sided with Napoleon. So are they mad about the movie coming out? <laughs> they think they'll be portrayed by, like, Taylor Swift or something. <laughs> it is actually fake costumes. It is fake Bavarian traditional costumes. Oh, like the sexy ones you wear at Halloween? <laughs> yes, it is exactly that. It's the sexy, sexy German girl costumes. The Times headline reads, Fake costumes plumb the depths at Oktoberfest, Bavarian prince says. Although another headline read, 72-year-old prince of Bavaria yells at clouds and admits he hates fun. <laughs> According to the prince, the costumes reveal too much cleavage. Oh, I mean, have you seen the traditional Bavarian yeah. costume? Isn't it pretty much all cleavage? cleavage? Yeah. I was going to say, like, the point of it is boobs. The point is, look here. <laughs> Apparently, the prince is against these cheap foreign imitations. Um, bonus point here. Can you tell me the name of the traditional Bavarian dress? It's later hosen for the men, and the women wear later hersen. <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got the point there. Um, it is a dirndl. Oh, a dirndl. dirndl. The yes. sexiest word you can imagine. <laughs> a dirndl. That's right. Uh, if you go to Oktoberfest and decide to wear a dirndl, you must pay attention to how you tie your apron strings. If you tie your ribbon on the left, what does that signal? Your DTF. <laughs> yeah. Correct for the point. Single. If you wear it on the left, it means you're single. If you tie it on the right, that means you're married or taken. What does it mean if you tie your bow front and center, Jen? Uh, it means that you're really bad at doing knots, and so you can only do it like in the mirror when you look at it head on. Otherwise, you just make a big spidery mess out of it. Good guess. Incorrect. Alice? It's complicated. <laughs> Apparently, you would tie your knot front and center to signal that you are a virgin. Oh. Oh, oh well, I guess I'll be doing that. My mom's in the audience. Be cool. <laughs> Finally, what does it mean if you tie the knot behind your back? You're, You're not a virgin. A virgin. <laughs> uh, it means you're a widow. Oh. But technically, not a virgin is correct, then. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. A PEI woman recently flew all the way to New York to track down her luggage that the airline had lost track of. Upon arriving in New York, she found her luggage in the obvious place on Broadway, trying to make it as a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Panel, according to Global News, there is a new service Canadians are able to sign up for and then cancel later if it turns out not to be for them. Can you tell me for a point what service is now offering Canadians a trial run? Is it the ability to just try out a regional accent and see if you can make it work without judgment? 
Like, if you want to go for a hard Western Canadian accent and start saying milk instead of milk, you can try it. Mm. Two weeks free trial on bacon and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that, Jen. Um, medically assisted dying. <laughs> try it out for a couple weeks. I don't like this. I do not like this. <laughs> that is not correct. Does anyone know the real answer? Oh, it, it's something about the military, isn't it? It is something about the military. Oh. In fact, the headline from Global News reads, Canadian Navy offers no strings attached program amid recruitment woes. 10% of the positions are currently empty in the Canadian Armed Forces. The military historically required long-term contracts, but for those wanting to dip their toe in the Navy, their updated <laughs> recruitment program is called the NEP. What does NEP stand for? Need effervescent people. They just need fun people in the Navy. Because my understanding of the Navy is that it's mostly musicals. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're correct. No, that is not true. It is the Naval Experience Program, which they, I think that they really could have just gone with, like, navel gazing. <laughs> Would have been better. Oh, that's uh, good. You know, Just do a bit of navel gazing. It's uh, the Naval Experience Program. It is still one full year. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, a one-year subscription. Do you think this uh, subscribe now, cancel later idea will work for recruitment? Oh, my God, yeah. Like, I'll just have a couple of glasses of wine, and before I know it, I'll have subscribed to the Navy. Then I will forget about that. Then the next weekend, I'll be in the Army, and then the Air Force, and then probably the Brownies. And before you know it, I'll be just, you know, an active duty all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I meant to cancel my Navy subscription. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely, they're going to get you with a two-week trial, and then you're like, oh, no, my two weeks is up. They charged my credit card. <laughs> I'm headed to Latvia. <laughs> I love it though. I'm always down for a little Netflix and drill. You know? You know? What is the reason, or at least what is one reason, do you think, panel, CBC News gave for why young people are reluctant to join today's military? It's really bad Wi Fi at sea. <laughs> Jen, any idea why they said young people are reluctant to join today's military? It just doesn't live up to the video game. <laughs> they say it's because 80% of the bases are rural in places like Cold Lake, Alberta, Petawawa, Ontario, and that young people want city conveniences. Well, why don't they just put a base in Toronto? I may, I'll, I'll take a dip. You heard it here first, the armed forces. <laughs> when not on your hockey team, a Jonas could be fighting for you. That's true. I have skills. I have skills. Our military is stretched a bit thin these days. Can you guess what is keeping our stretched armed forces very busy these days? I'm going to guess, given the summer we've had, it's natural disasters. You would be correct. Fighting okay. forest fires and floods in Canada is a big one. Also, training Ukrainians. Is it yeah. because now that the Arctic is, like, melting, all of the, the crews that went up there to find the Northwest Passage are thawing out and they're like ghost pirates everywhere? <laughs> Not yet, but Zombie Watch in the Arctic could be on the agenda. <laughs> oh, CBC, make that show. I'd like that. Uh, also, our military is hanging out near Chinese waters, and they're in Latvia keeping an eye on Russia mm. as well. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And also, you know, it might be a good idea to just beef up enrollment in our military, since we seem to be butting heads with both China and India now. So, <laughs> fun times. Uh, <laughs> Check out the Canadian Armed Forces, please. <laughs> the forces have two other ideas to encourage young people to join. One of them is signing bonuses. What else has the military introduced to appeal to the younger generation? Work from home. 
I would love. <laughs> what about instead of military buzz cuts, now everyone's mandated to have military middle parts? <laughs> You'll get a point for that, Adjanis, because it is dress code. Long hair, pink hair, beards, goatees, it's all in. Okay. In the military. That's right. What's the, what's the word on heels? <laughs> I want nine millimeter bullets and six inch stilettos for me, so. One very big change to the Canadian Armed Forces is a more relaxed dress code. So let's take a turn down the Armed Forces runway now panel with a lightning round I call Ready to Serve. Oh, wow. All right, panel, I'm going to give you some rapid-fire questions about the modified Canadian military dress code. The first one to get it right gets the point. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes sir. Aye, aye. <laughs> what kind of braids are now allowed in the military? Corn rows. All braids are now allowed in the military. Tattoos, including face tattoos, are now allowed, with the exception of what tattoos? Lower back. <laughs> Incorrect. Just Chinese characters that don't mean anything. <laughs> like prison tears. You are correct for the point. Images associated with criminal activities or discrimination. Those ones are out. Oh. What kind of piercings are allowed in the armed forces? Are allowed? Like mm-hmm. you can have them? Nip. <laughs> no. Nose? No. Oh. Like that, those fun tongue ones. Also, no. Oh. There is one place uh, you can pierce. The, the, what's the one named after a prince? It is not prince that Albert. one. <laughs> prince it's ears. <laughs> oh. Ear piercings are allowed. That's so basic. Finally, let's talk about bling. How many rings is too many rings on a soldier's hand? One. Incorrect. Alice? Are they a summer or an autumn? Because we're talking about gold versus silver jewelry, and there's different schools of thought. No more than two. You can have two rings, and the ring may not be so big as to create a, quote, unsightly bulge. Okay. When I was in high school and played basketball, you couldn't wear any jewelry at all because it was a technical foul because you might catch it on another player. So it seems to me insane that you could wear something that could be ripped out of your body, like an earring or a ring that could catch. I'm like, leave your jewelry at home, I feel. I don't agree because, you know, anything can be ripped out of your body at any time (laughs) in the military. Sure, but I'm just going to say it's going to take a little bit more work to rip your heart out than, you know an earring off your ear. Just a little bit more work. But Just I think what we're saying is if we're asking people to serve, we should let them serve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because news with Gavin Crawford. Gavin Crawford. This week on the panel, we've got Jennifer Whalen, Jonas Charlie, and Alice Moran. <laughs> Panel, you may be surprised to hear this, but now and again, we get feedback from people who feel that this program is sometimes too juvenile for our (laughs) glorious public broadcaster. And although I cannot think of any examples offhand, in an effort now to elevate the discourse, we bring you this next round. Panel, please listen to this rejigged passage from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet and be prepared for questions. 
Road we know, oh road we know, what to call thou, road we know. Deny thy grandfather and refuse thy name, tis but thy name that is your liability. Oh, be some other name, what's in a name? For that we call a road by any other name is still a street. Panel, Bonnechere Valley Township has a headline-making problem with one of its road signs. Based on that eloquent bit of highbrow speech, what is the problem with this sign? It's probably named something like Boundtown Avenue. <laughs> uh, good guess? Does the sign say Arby's next exit, but then there isn't an Arby's? <laughs> the problem is that the street sign keeps getting stolen. The large sign is stolen by citizens several times a year and is costing the township money to replace it. In an effort to stop the constant theft, the township has finally decided to rename the road. Can you guess the name of the road whose sign everybody wants to steal? Well, that is definitely Poundtown Avenue. I think I was right. I will give you a hint. It is the person's name. Okay, well, all right. I had a landlady back in the day, and her last name, I think, was pronounced Goffert, but it was spelled Gofart. So I'm going to say it's Gofart Street. (laughs) That is a very good guess. The headline from the Hamilton Spectator reads, Harry Dick Road, be no more. (laughs) Who's hanging that above their bed? (laughs) No, that's my version of live, laugh, love pillows. Love that. You would steal that sign? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's been stolen a lot. (laughs) It was named after a local resident. Other details are not known much about the resident's grooming or appearance. (laughs) The mayor told the newspaper, town staff have gone above and beyond to try to stop the sign from being stolen. What measures... (laughs) Maturity. (laughs) What measures did the township use to try to protect the Harry Dick sign? They created sort of an enormous cod piece that they put over it. Sort of sheathed it, if you will. Well, to prevent people from climbing up, they greased the pole, and they really worked the pole. (laughs) Alice gets the point. (laughs) They literally greased the pole. I mean, I feel like if you're going for a Harry Dick, a greased pole isn't going to stop you. Residents of Harry Dick Road include, and this is not a joke, Harry Dick's two descendants who live side by side. And they say they are in favor of the name change, but it will cause them difficulties. What difficulties will they encounter when they no longer live on Harry Dick Road? (laughs) Okay. Let's go serious answer. If they change the name and they, they live on this road or mm-hmm. they're just descendants, they live on this road. They live on the road. Well, then, you know, they have to change their address on like the on their driver's license. They have to go through all the documentation and administrative work. And that is definitely the only answer we should have for the sake. <laughs> and you would also be correct. That is the correct answer. Uh, they oh. say uh, they'll have to change all their IDs, their driver's license, and all their info with the Canada Revenue Agency. So it is a bit of a pain in the neck. Good, Residents 
have been asked to submit three alternative names. I shudder to ask, but what do you think they should change the name of Harry Dick Road to? Maybe something that would prevent it from getting stolen. Oh, Doug Ford Ave. <laughs> Somehow we have reached the end of another edition of Because News. Our champion this week is... It is Jennifer Whalen. Congratulations. Jennifer, you have the honor of reading our credits. I am Gavin Crawford with a fashion tip. If someone tells you to remove the green belt, don't do it. You may get caught with your pants down. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Why? Because News. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. Give it up for Alice Moran, Jonas Shirley, Jennifer Whalen. Hey, Canada. This is Jennifer Whalen, winner of the Cuz News. Congratulations to my runners-up, Ajanis Charlie and Alice Moran. The Cuz News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Gavin Crawford, Phil Lung, and Jess Kamowski. This week, they had help from John Blair and Ian McIntyre. Rounding out the team are Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonsalves, and our recording engineer, the legendary Paul Hodge. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.